All right. So um, this is the time. I already kind of gave an earlier introduction. So I will just say that it's been about, about uh, 15 years of knowing Bill and Carol together. And and uh, Bill is uh, a precious, precious one. So would you open your heart and welcome him? Lord, we thank you for who you are for us. We pray your hand of favor and blessing on tonight. No matter what I say, Lord, let them get something for themselves. Yeah. Make sense of what I have to say. Um, um, pour out your anointing, pour out your healing. In the name of Jesus, amen. Okay, I don't know where, I don't, I, what's actually the, the title of my message, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm, I don't really know where tonight's going to go. We had a great time this afternoon, um, lots of stuff happened, it was a good group, hungry group. How many of you were here, there, yeah, you know, okay, how many of you were not there? Okay, a lot more of you. All right. Okay. So, and how many, just so I know what page we're on, how many of you, like, if you you were there this afternoon, that, that, that doesn't count. You've now seen me. If you had not seen me before, if you've never been under my ministry before today, who, who are you? Okay. Like five of you, 10, 10 of you. Yeah, that wow, way, way cool. Okay, well then you you know what I do. So, all right, uh, let's have a good night, and uh, we'll see you next time. I don't know that it's going to be a whole lot different. Well, uh, yeah, it's going to be different. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I'm just trying to decide where to start. Um, You played Arms of Love. An amazing song. For those of you who don't necessarily remember our story, um, my my wife and I were married for 47 years. We would have celebrated 48 last week. Um, The first 26 were mm, okay. Uh, Would have been better had it not been for me. Uh, but in um, <clears throat> January of 1996, we went to Toronto for a week, and God kept us there for three weeks. For those of you who are not aware of what Toronto is all about, there was an outpouring of the Spirit. And it's not like, you know, this, well, this was brand new. This never happened before. God's always pouring out His Spirit. He has always poured out His Spirit. But there was a fresh outpouring in Toronto in January of 1994, and we went two years later, um, January 1st, 1996. And as I said, we went for a week. God kept us there for three weeks. In that first week, we were in the process of getting our marriage healed. And at that time, there was such an anointing on what would happen in Toronto. It was all about to walk in his love and give it away. That was their catchphrase. 
And on Friday nights in particular, the band would be um, un, unplugged is not the right word, but untethered. They could walk out because they had those things on that allowed them to walk around, the guitar player and violinist, et cetera. So some of you know what I'm talking about. And so um, we were in the process of uh, really having our marriage just turned upside down, at, not even healed. It was a brand new marriage. And, um, and, and that particular night, um, uh, Carol uh, was getting prayer, and the prayer minister did not have a catcher, so I became the catcher. And, um, you know, she went down, and it just so happened that then I was next, and there was no catcher, so I just knelt down. And as she described it, I was directly under a huge spotlight, bathed in light. And, and God just came and, and softened my heart, and, and it was just a really precious, sweet time. And then as we are literally huddled there in a little kind of a puddle, um, the worship team comes down off the platform with a violinist and a guitar player and a singer like this, uh, only with a much prettier voice. And they did Arms of Love. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, yeah. So um, that was really special tonight. Thank you. Of course, you had no clue. You know, you, had, you didn't know. Uh, that was just God's little gift to me. Um, I've had another song that um, has really been meaningful to me to, um, in these last... Uh, well, actually, the song I just found out about maybe in the last couple of weeks because I had just downloaded the, um, the, um, the album. I guess that dates me, um, album. They don't make... <laughs> They downloaded, downloaded the CD. I don't know what you call them. Downloaded the CD, you know. But um, uh, rather than me sing the song and just absolutely butcher it, I mean, I even thought about reading the words, but it's not quite the same. So I, we, we downloaded it uh, today. Brent taught me something brand new. We downloaded it with the words. We don't have much of it. doesn't come like with a video. But the words, this is what is helping me right now. And, and I, this is for me, okay, but I'm going to let some of you listen in because I have a sense that I'm not the only one in this room going through something. And God is saying, you're going to be okay. to just be strong And it's a fight just to keep it together Together I know you think that you are too far gone But hope is never lost Hope is never lost
Jen for that song. Oh my gosh. So my wife passed away from cancer in October, October 12th. So it's now been five months. Um, We didn't plan it this way. Um, She was diagnosed uh, like out of the blue. She was having problems with her left pelvis area. and we ended up, you know, taking her into the emergency room in February, and they diagnosed that the reason she had a problem in the pelvis area because the bone had been eaten away because of the metastasizing of the uterine cancer, which was fourth-stage cancer. Um, and so we battled. We, we stood strong. We had lots of prayer from lots of people uh, really all over the country, all over the world. And uh, this family was one of those families that spoke into our lives and prayed for us, and we thank a, a, a bunch of you. Um, and, you know, till almost the end, uh, she, she kind of kept like, really? I'm not going to beat this? Really? This is the way I'm going? Really? Like, she couldn't quite believe it. And she kept that humor right to the end. Um, on the... She passed away on a Wednesday on Tuesday um, as the hospice nurse came in to help her because she was on her back quite a lot but developed bed sores. And so at one point she was turned over on her side and, and the 
the hospice nurse was really kind of wanting to keep her on her side, but, you know, she, she very nicely asked, would you like to stay on your side or do you want to be flat? And Carol, without missing a beat, said, you know, I've been flat all my life. Yeah, um, yeah. this is the day before she passed away. So, you know, I have those things to hold on to, but, of course, it's hard. Um, I've never been known for being very emotional. Um, and, oh, God, I'm so much more emotional now. I just get that little catch in the throat, and I watch the voice, and it just... <laughs> <laughs> I root for these people and their stories are so gripping and I, whoa, I, get, I get this in my throat and I, I can be seeing a little kid in the store and oh, or I can see a couple holding hands, you know, just all those things. And so what, what I'm going through, what it's like, I mean, we, we were married for 47 years, I knew her for 50 um, and, you know, she, she had a vision on our second date that we would be married. So, I mean, she, she knew, and, and she was the one. And so, um, it, it, it wasn't supposed to be that way. It's not the way we planned it. Normally, it's the guy that goes first. And she tried to be so healthy. She ate healthy, and she mentored a bunch of people to, you guys, yeah. I don't know what happened to you. You, you just, you, you drank the Kool-Aid. I, A lot of people drank her Kool-Aid because uh, they're all vegetarians. Most of them are even raw, that kind of thing. Um, so she had a huge influence. She touched a lot of lives, which was, which was really good. And so now, uh, obviously, she's gone home. She's in a much better place. The visions that people have had, the things that they saw have been all very encouraging. And in the midst of all of that, knowing she's in a better place, she's healed. She's dancing with Jesus. That was the main picture that so many people got, that she danced off with Jesus. I'm left here. And the enemy has just been trying to have a field day. But it's, little, it's songs like that. Just hold on. It's not the end. It's going to be okay. And so that's the, that's the step that, that you take every day. It's it's one more step forward. That's the one thing I've said about um, my life as a Christian. I, I got touched by God um, when I was 47 years, uh, 47 years old, uh, which was 1992, and I don't know how many years that is. I just can't do math on my, on my feet. Um, but a while back, 20-something years, 25 years, 25 years, close enough. Um, so I, I, I basically said the only thing I've done right in my Christian life is I've taken more steps forward than backwards. And we've all done that, right? We've taken the steps backwards. Okay, that's the one thing I've done. And the enemy has had a field day and is trying to have a field day, and I'm fighting. I, I, you know, every day, take one more step forward. Keep going forward. Don't back up. You're going to be okay. So that song is really touching me. And I've, Brent had kind of said, because this is family, because so many of y'all uh, knew us, know me, knew her. Um, it's hard to talk about her in the past tense. And as I said to the class uh, this afternoon, <clears throat> even back then, it was always the question of the use of we. She used to tell me, you know, I never know what you're talking about. When you say we, do you mean like you and Randy Clark? 
or we like you and me, or we just you by yourself. I, 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 never, I never know. Well, I'm still in that we phase, and, and maybe always will be. Um, so I covered your prayers. I, I appreciate this church and how y'all have stood with us and how you've supported us and how you've just loved on us. And so I, I covered your prayers. The prayer really is, God, okay, if I'm to walk alone for the rest of the time that I'm here, um, I, I want to be who you've called me to be. I know my mandate, and I, I don't think that's changed. Heal the sick, teach others to heal the sick, and impart to them what happened to you. Uh, that was the mandate, and the marching orders don't seem to have changed at all. And in fact, I'm doing now more than, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, training for healing, than like ever before, even when I was you know, ministering back in 2015. Because I only got to minister really one time last year with a trip to uh, Brazil. So um, I, I would appreciate your prayers. The, the, the prayer is, God, if I'm to be alone, then okay, but I've got to have your grace. I've got to have your grace. And if there is to be someone for me, then it's got to be natural. I can't go out looking. I can't, you know, and, and the enemy would really like to bombard me with different things. You know, you're going to be alone the rest of your life or, well, you need to go look at so-and-so. You need to go meet so-and-so. You need, no, I don't want to do that. I want it to be real and natural. So that's really kind of my, my prayer. So it's just his grace. I've got to have his love, his grace in my heart. I've got to be, be able to move from that. And I've, I've been um, on a quest and a journey for a bunch of years now um, where I finally got over the place of performing to walking in his love and giving it away. <clears throat> and, and I think I'm, I'm not there yet, but I'm doing better. And, and, and I'm aware, so aware, whereas I used to think that a lot of it was about me. Um, now I'm realizing that I can't do anything without him, that it is all him. And, and so it's just, you know, the grace to walk in, in all of that. So my message for <clears throat> tonight, um, it really is, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I want to I tie into the healing class that we did this afternoon because that's part of it. And I didn't talk enough about it because the reality is if you're going to be Involved in the healing ministry, and, and I do believe that all of us are supposed to be involved in the healing ministry one way or another. Here's the analogy, okay? Whatever your passion is, whatever that it's worship or feeding the poor or, or prophecy or healing or deliverance or sozo or any kind of those ministries, whatever God has called you to do, do it with passion and do it well. But it's just like when I went into the army uh, as an officer, <clears throat> I had a particular specialty. I was going to be a, a quartermaster corps officer, which has to do with supply, okay? But I had to go out on the range and shoot a rifle and shoot a machine gun. I had to know how it worked. I had to go be around a tank and a howitzer and a mortar so that I know what they were. I I had to visit the engineers to know how they build bridges. Not that I was going to go out and do that all the time, but I had to have a working knowledge of it. So if if your gift is prophecy, go for it. But the reality is when somebody's standing in front of you with a physical need... You don't stop and say, oh, well, I can't pray for your healing. I could prophesy over you. No, because many times God will use that prophetic gift in healing. And so we reach out because it's not about you. You see, that's the thing. We keep, we keep holding on to, I can't do that. That's not what I do. I feed the poor. 
oh, okay, that's good, but there's a need in front of you and they've got a sore shoulder and they don't have time to go to Reading and they, they don't have time to wait for Georgian to come here in two weeks. There's a need right then. So you get over yourself and you, repre- you, re- you recognize, I represent, I represent Jesus. I'm just the donkey God rides in on. I'm not the healer, but he's chosen to use me. And as I said this afternoon, you, you do know he doesn't need you. He can do it himself. But he's chosen to use each and every one of us. Because there's people in your life, in your circle, that these pastors, no matter how good they are, they'll, they'll never touch. People won't relate to them strictly because they have the name pastor. But you have access into their lives. So... I want to encourage you that I think we're all supposed to be in the healing ministry. And if you're going to be in the healing ministry, you have to learn how to say three words. I don't know. If you've ever been around the vineyard, especially when they were moving in their heyday, that's literally what they taught. If you're going to be in the healing ministry, you have to learn how to say three words because you're going to get the question. It will happen sooner or later. Well, why did that person get healed? And that person didn't, and they've got the exact same thing. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten that question. And too often, the answer is, well, you just don't have enough faith. And when you get enough faith, you'll get healed. Or, well, there must be sin in your life. If you get that sin taken care of, then you'll get healed. That is not the right answer. Yes, those two things can block healing, but you haven't helped anybody. You haven't spilled out the love of God. They already feel bad enough they haven't gotten healed. So you come in love and encourage them, keep getting prayer. The, the vineyard was all about being the priesthood of all believers. It, it, we're supposed to all do these things. The problem is we have such a need to understand, particularly if you're a left-brain analytical kind of person like I tend to be mostly. If you're right-brain, you still have that need to understand. You want to know what's going on. So this is what helped for me. If your need to understand is so great, then you'll never have the peace that surpasses all understanding. Okay, you, y- y'all really got that. Because it says in Philippians, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts. So, it's two ways of saying it. I don't know. I I, I don't know why one person gets healed and another doesn't. I don't know why in Toronto, of all places, where the healing anointing was so strong, and a word of knowledge from from the platform, from the front, ringing in the ears, and the guy stands up next to me. I know him a little bit. I don't think he's got any more sin or any less sin in his life than I do, and I don't think he had any more faith than I did. I stand up with the same problem. He gets healed. I don't. I I can't tell you how many times that has happened to me. I don't know. The other way to say that is, I don't know. (laughs) I just, I don't know why I've had ringing in my ears for 50 and a half years. I, I, I got it shooting the gun. My ears just exploded. It, what 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 the doctors would say is the hair cells laid down, and when they lay down, they can't stand back up, which I don't know. Apparently, somebody hasn't told Jesus. 
because something is happening because that's one of the anointings that's on my life. I've seen so many people with deafness or ringing in the ears get healed. Now, why would God do that and I haven't been healed? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Eyes. My eyes keep getting worse and worse. I can see you pretty good. See you pretty good. You're a little blurry. You're, uh, sorry. I, 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 I can tell the colors. I love your shirt, man. I love it. But, and, and if I squint, yeah, you're a pretty good looking guy. But otherwise, no. I don't know why. And yet, and yet, we do this thing. You know, we kid about it a lot. Take your glasses off. I'm going to come by, come by and spit in your eyes. You're like Jesus did. Well, no, we don't do that. We have a prophetic act. We have you lick your fingers and put them on your eyelids. It's a prophetic act. And yet people get healed. It, it's stunning. It makes no sense. It just sounds so hokey to me. And, and yet, Domily, you, you, you can attest, you were in the church in Campos, Brazil, uh, two, two years ago, three years ago, and so many people got healed. The, when I went back in April, the same thing happened. The video girl um, I have a picture of her taking off her glasses and putting her, putting them here, right here. She never put them on again. Six days. I, uh, the pastor from Germany, same thing. It, when she would not wear her glasses, and she had worn them for 19 years, when she would not wear her glasses, she'd get a headache within 20 or 30 minutes. That was six years ago. We've been in that church three times since, and I've seen her in Reading three times. She's never worn her glasses since. Don't tell me it doesn't work. And yet... I don't know. I haven't been healed. I don't understand it. I don't know. When something doesn't work, so I wake up Thanksgiving Day 2012, November 2012, and my arm won't move. Literally, my arm will not move. And because it's the holidays and the doctors on vacation and this, that, and the other, and they got to do tests and they got to send you here and there, it was like February before I finally got to a doctor who didn't want to do surgery on me. In the meantime, I literally cannot move my arm. If, if I'm driving and I put it up on the steering wheel, if I let it slip too much, it just fall right back down. And I can't get it up. I have to put it up. I know about things that don't work. But in the meantime, I'm going after people with shoulder problems. And I'm seeing that healed more than anything. I don't know. I have some answers, but I don't know. It still doesn't make sense to me. And, and, and why? Why would I go to the healing school in, in, in Reading in January of 13 and sit between Bill Johnson and Randy Clark? two of the most powerful healing anointed people on the planet and they prayed for me every second they weren't on the platform and then they would have the prayer team people come and pray for me and yes that was good and it helped I'm sure but that's not what it was that healed it was the physical therapy I don't know I don't understand it sometimes things are a mystery here's what I do know we have a distorted view of God We want to blame everything on God. I have not done that because I have had some teaching and I've really seen something. Actually, uh, the the teaching that, um, I don't have it here, I already gave it away. It's called, um, uh, it's His kindness. It's His kindness that leads to repentance. Repentance being changed the way you think. We have a distorted view of God that too often we put on Father God 
how we deal with our earthly parents, particularly our fathers or authority figures. So in, we did an Angels and Miracles conference in 2010 here. And on USA Today, there was a, 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 a picture, which, which I knew was wrong, a, a bad picture, not a wrong picture. I mean, it was the right picture. It was a bad picture. It was a, a couple, a family, a man and a woman and a daughter, picketing a soldier who had died in the Iraqi war. He was a gay soldier. And they were picketing him. And basically they were saying, God hates you. Not blessed, just cursed. You're going to hell. It, it, it was their way of lashing out. And the next, very next day, there was a headline, How America Views God. And it was a pie chart with a survey. 28%, well, 5% are atheists, so they don't have a good view of God. Easy to write them off. 28% saw him as an authoritative God. 24% saw him as a critical God. 21% saw him as a distant God. Only 22% saw him as a loving, benevolent God. We have a distorted view of God. And one of the things about this church is just so important is that's, that's all y'all talk about. Papa, the love of the Father. It's just so important because when you only know about God and you don't know the love of God, Romans 5.5, 5, the love of God being poured into your heart, then you're performing. You're trying to get to God and he's trying to pour down love so that you move in it. Wow, I'm talking about stuff I had no intention of talking. I am sort of on script, but I am. it's going to be one of those nights. All right. So I saw this in um, November of 2014 in our paper down in San Diego where I live. The father uh, had been diagnosed with a brain tumor. He's in the service. His son and family live in the community that I live in down in San Diego, and the son plays uh, football for the local high school team. And the father was stationed in, like, Oklahoma, but he was going to get to be, for that year, he was going to get to be home, kind of restationed. And then he found out that he had a brain tumor. And he said, when they said it had to come out, it really rocked my world. I had a senior, citizen, a senior season of football to watch my son, a lot of surfing to do, big, big plans, but that's just God's way of knocking you down. That was his view of God. God did that. Then went to Medellin in 2015, Medellin, Colombia, and um, we were at Christ for the Nations teaching on healing. And they had three different, like, schools. So they had a, a day school, four days a week. They had a, a Saturday school, and they had a night school. And the night school, I noticed that when, when the maybe 30 people or so came in, one guy came in with a cane, and they led him in. So he is completely blind. He was apparently uh, born blind. I uh, don't remember the whole story, but, but he's blind. And so as I'm teaching and talking about some of the things that, I, that I'm really saying, what I said this afternoon, God does not give sickness or, or capriciously allow it. He doesn't give us infirmity. Um, and so I kind of went into something I'm about to go into. I, I said some of those things. And when our prayer team began to minister, the guy came to them and said, I thought God made me blind. I thought God wanted that for me because the world would get to see how I live for God even in this affliction. And he recognized he had been living a lie, been believing a lie. So he repented. The prayer minister started to pray for him. He started seeing light. Then he started seeing motion. And then we had, were pulled out of the meeting and had to leave. So we're believing, hoping 
that they continued the prayer because something was obviously happening with this man. But he, see, he believed a lie. He lived a lie. So here's what I know, because I don't know a lot, but here's what I do know. It's not about condemnation. It's not that you don't have enough faith. It's not that you have sin in your life. We all do. We're all still in a process of being perfected before we go to heaven. It's all about pouring out God's love. That's what Jesus did. And keep encouraging them to get prayer. I've prayed for people and they haven't gotten healed. I know that's a shock to some people. You would expect everybody that I pray for to get healed. I'm supposed to have a healing anointing. So is Randy Clark. So is Heidi Baker. So is Bill Johnson. So is Benny Hinn. Do you know that everybody who comes to them, not everybody gets healed yet. That's what we're pressing in for. And, and I do believe that's possible because we've already seen it on teams. We've taken people... I've been on teams where every single person we prayed for was healed. We'd pray for them two at a time. When, when 3,000 people rush you and there's like 12 of you, you pray for two at a time. So when you go on a trip to Colombia or Brazil with me, you get to pray for a lot of people and you will see miracles. So while I'm doing a commercial, on the very back table back there, back in the corner... There is a sign-up sheet. If you would like to know about my trips that I'm taking this year, I'm going to Colombia in late May. I'm going to Colombia in um, September, probably to Cali, Colombia. And then in October, I'm going to Brazil. Um, You will pray for more people in a week than most people pray for in a lifetime, and you will see miracles. I promise you. You'll move in words of knowledge. You will be amazed at what God will do with you. That sign-up sheet is to let you know about the trips. Doesn't mean you're going, doesn't mean you're, um, you're, you're you know, spending any money. It's just to keep you informed of the trips so that you can choose the one you'd like to go on. So here's the deal. Too often, when we pray for the sick and it's not happening, or we've prayed and prayed and prayed for a loved one and they don't get healed. See, that's what the enemy would try to convince me of. Well, what makes you think you've got much of a healing anointing when you prayed for your wife with cancer and she didn't get healed? The enemy would like me to buy into that lie and quit. And I've run into too many people, and that's exactly the reaction. They, They said, you know, I used to have a healing anointing. I used to pray for people, and people would get healed all over the place. I mean, incredible things. And then my brother got cancer, and I prayed, and the church prayed, and we prayed like crazy, and he died. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't pray any longer. It it hurt. It got behind the veil and it hurt. I got that. I understand it. I know that. I know what it feels like. I do. And I understand that response. I just don't think it's the right one. Rather than backing up, I think the right response is to step in. God, I don't have enough. I've got to have more of you because it's all about you. It's not about me. I'm not the healer. But I've got to have more if you're going to have me be a representative of you here on planet Earth. So you step in and you keep seeking the Father and His love and that anointing for healing. Heidi Baker said it years ago and I I really grabbed hold of it because it cut to the quick. I don't have the right to quit. We owe Jesus everything. What He paid on the cross for us. So I may not understand everything but I can never get away from the commission that's on my life. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out demons. 
So when I, when I waver, I'm holding on to that song that we just played. I'm holding on to the song by Brian Johnson, Love Came Down. If my heart is overwhelmed and I cannot hear your voice, I know that's none of you, but every once in a while I can't hear him. I hold on to what is true, though I cannot see. If the storms of life they come and the road ahead gets steep, I will lift these hands in faith. I will believe. It didn't sound like a lot of hope there, like the enemy's coming against them, like things are down, things aren't working. And yet the response is exactly the same when everything's going well. When my heart is filled with hope, when every promise comes my way, when I feel your hands of grace rest upon me, staying desperate for you, God, staying humbled at your feet, I will lift these hands in praise. I will believe. I remind myself of all that you've done and the life I have because of your son. Love came down and rescued me. Love came down and set me free. Now I am yours. I am forever yours. Mountains high or valley low, I sing out, remind my soul, I am yours. I am forever yours. God speaks to me in music, and I'm holding on to those songs. I I just play them like all the time. So here's what I'm standing on. First of all, not not ever, not ever, ever having gone through grief. I'm recognizing that grief is the price we pay for loving. So here's my stand. God, the Father, does not give sickness or capriciously allow it. He gave us His Son, Jesus. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The Father and I are one. In Mark chapter 1... The leper comes to Jesus and says, If you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus says back, I am, thank you, willing. And as I said in the afternoon, sorry for some of you having to hear this again, but it bears repeating. It is, thank you. Russ, I think that. I appreciate that. I'm just going to talk right to you. (laughs) I went down to Brazil and I found out their Bible doesn't say willing because they didn't say anything back to my translator. They... I said, they're not saying anything. Why? Did you not translate that right? And I know him. He's a really good translator. He said, no, translated every word. I said, well, why, don't, why aren't they saying anything? He said, because our Bible doesn't say that. Well, what does your Bible say? Because I want to. Willing? Want to. Went to Japan? Doesn't say either one of those two. It says, it's my heart to. He's willing. He wants to. It's his heart to. It's who he is, and he can't help himself. That's my stand. The will of the Father is to heal. But we live in a fallen, broken, toxic world. We have an enemy. And sometimes we make bad decisions. But we don't blame God. I don't understand it all. But in the midst of particularly that last month, Carol and I were able to hold on to things that we had heard from Bill Johnson. And when I went up to Reading this past January, two months ago, because I'd not been in a long time, and Randy Clark had reached out to me, and Bill Johnson had prayed prayers by email for Carol and me. So I really wanted to get up there, and, and finally now I actually could travel. I could, could leave the house, you know. And when Bill saw me, he came and gave me a, a big hug, and he said, you know, it was 13 years ago this month that was January, January of this year, that his father, Earl, passed away. And, and he learned so much from that process, 
that, that basically saying, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of how much it hurt, to lose someone like that, they had the opportunity to do something that we'll never have a chance to do again. And that's to praise Him on this side. In the midst of the pain and the suffering and the sickness, you get a chance to praise Him because He is good. And then they are dancing in heaven. I don't have all the answers, but I just know that He's still leading me down this path, and that's the path I'm still going. Um, The enemy lies and wants me to quit. And I'm fighting with all I have, and I have good days, and I have bad days. And my, my pastor, Dave Crone, up in the mission in Vacaville, has told me over and over and over, give yourself permission to have bad days. And give yourself permission to have good days. Yeah. I've had um, two big ahas in the last few years. And I just want to share these with you and then we're going to have anybody go get their children and then we're going to do a little bit of ministry. Is that okay? All right. Two big ahas. Like, what else are you going to say? I actually knew this as far back as 1995, but I didn't have the revelation of it. Um, I heard Randy Clark, who I'd never met at that point. I just knew about him, and I knew his ministry, and I, I was following what was happening in Toronto, and as it was affecting churches down in Southern California, uh, San Diego, I was part of a vineyard church, um, <clears throat> and, and I would go quite often to conferences at uh, Cheon's Church, Harvest Rock, uh, in Pasadena. And I heard Randy tell the story about coming upon a, a woman with severe Parkinson's. She was 49 years old. She looked like she was 69 years old. She, um, they say that we have something in the neighborhood of 800,000 brain cells, or sometimes people say it's a higher figure. I don't know what the figure is. It's a lot. Um, it's probably more than I've got. But, she, but they were saying she was down to about 50,000. So she had Parkinson's. She had lost her memory. They, they couldn't allow her to hold the grandchild because they were afraid she was going to drop... Dropped the child. She was in diapers because she couldn't, she couldn't trust herself to not, um, like he said, pee in the Kroger store. Um, you know, she just was in a bad place, and they were about to put her into a, a home that once you go in, you never come out. And so she's at a meeting, and God has spoken to her. She has no clue. She's the Baptist. God, she, 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 she has no clue who Randy Clark is, and she would not go to that kind of a meeting. But God spoke audibly to her and said, if you'll go and get Randy Clark to pray for you, I'll heal you. And that night, Randy Clark is not going to pray for the sick. He sends the the ministry team, and he's going to go pray for the fun, you know, Phil, Phil, Phil. He's going to go do the joy part. But here's this woman tugging on him. And more than anything, just to shut her up, he just... And down she goes, and she stops shaking. Well, she gets totally healed. The story is incredible. If you've never heard it, you've got to hear it. So I'm on the prayer line, 1995, at Mott Auditorium. And you you go down the line. First of all, it's a basketball court, so they already have the lines really good. (laughs) I I notice now no church has lines anymore. No church. Anyway, I'm going down the line. I'm praying for people, and I get to her, and she said, I have Parkinson's. She's shaking. I'm on seven, seven medications. Okay, and I'm, I'm doing this, you know, well, if God can use Randy Clark to pray for that, then maybe I can. If it took him, you know, 
20 minutes, then it might take me a couple of hours, but God's the same, you know, and it, he probably loves Randy a little bit more because Randy's a major leader and nobody knows who I am, but still, I mean, I'm, that's some bad theology there, but, but, I'm, but I'm in it. I'm, I'm ready to pray. And so I pray, and boom, down she goes. She stopped shaking, and it was a five-day conference. That was, that was night one. So I got to see her for four more days. She would come running up to me every day to meet me. She said, I'm off my medication. said, look, I'm not shaking. Yeah, you see, what that is is the power of the testimony. And I know, I know y'all have had teaching on that. It's Revelation 19.10. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That when we tell the story, we literally release into the atmosphere that which can be done again. So let's try this video real quick. I'm going to run through them, just boom, boom, boom. Not the video, but the, 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 that. Okay, this is um, Fernando Manizales, 2006. As you can see, he's got a cane. He literally walks in on that cane laboriously, just in so much pain. To make a long story short, he was walking by the building. He had been hit by a truck six years before. He was um, in a wheelchair for two years. Now he's on this cane. His life is destroyed. He's in, in just in awful pain. He's lost his family, lost his job, can't do anything. He's walking by the building. The building is a church in the middle of the block. It looks like an industrial warehouse. You know, they don't, they don't do things like we do. It doesn't look like a church. And as he's walking by, he says, it feels like something grabbed him and pulled him in. Yeah. An elder sees him, leads him to the Lord. He wasn't saved. And so when we finished the message, I told Carol, you take all the married couples over there and pray for them because they, they want prayer. And I'm going to, because the pastor had said, there was so much healing last night that it spread throughout the city. And we've had people come specifically for, for healing. So I've got 35 people go over. And, and when I called for people to, to go over there for prayer, the elder who led him to the Lord said, you need healing, you go over there. So he's over there. So I have, I've got five, I've got like five or ten minutes and I know that our coordinator is going to call, he, he's going to say it's time to leave. He's going to give me five or ten minutes. That's it. So I don't have time to go lay hands on everybody. So I'm praying, I'm speaking the word and I'm praying over headaches, shoulder pain, hip pain. And all of a sudden I see him grab that cane and he throws it down. To make a long story short, he gets totally healed. But I don't know that he's just gotten gotten saved. I don't know anything about his story. All I know is he just got healed, so I prayed for the anointing for healing. And so then the elder says, well, you can't just go back out there in the world. You need to come to my home group on Tuesday. So this was Sunday night. Now Tuesday, he goes to the home group. He said, you know, that little bald-headed guy prayed for your healing. You got healed. Then he prayed for you to be anointed to heal. Let's see if it works. See that woman over there? She's wearing glasses. Go pray for her. (laughs) He's been saved for two days. So he goes and prays and all, all we know is when she put her glasses back on, she can't see. He comes back. I found out this story on Thursday, and we walked 10 blocks back to the hotel. So we go uh, a couple of months later to um, Cali, Colombia, and show, show the next one. And this guy, he's not in the church building because there were so many people, they spilled out onto the sidewalk. And we sent our team out to pray for people. All we know is he's, he's out there and he can't walk. He literally had to be carried in. He had been run over by a truck six years before. I mean, coincidence? Like Gibbs says, it's no coincidence. Oh, man. They don't either, okay? Gibbs. Gibbs. NCIS, thank you. You win. 
The rest of you need to watch some TV. All we know is, all of a sudden when we're taking testimonies, we hear this, and the crowd parts. He walks from, like, the sidewalk, and he's walking. And he never was able to walk perfectly, but he walks up to the platform. And I had just spoken a message called, God wants to wow us. And they don't have the word wow down there. So he's mimicking. Wow. Wow. He walks and gets totally healed. It was the power of the testimony because I'd been telling that story of Fernando and had showed that picture. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead and go to the next one. I'll tell this one real quick. So I look down as I'm speaking, and there's a woman in about fifth row, kind of about where you are in the, in the red, and her arm is in a blue sling. And... All of a sudden, as I'm speaking, I notice her arm go, and it's going like this. And I'm thinking, if that arm comes out of the sling and she gets healed, this place is going to go crazy. And she did, just like that. Well, we found out she wasn't saved, so they prayed for her to be saved. She can't hear. She's deaf. Now she's not. And, of course, she gets healed. Go ahead and go to the next one. So I went from there to Davenport, Iowa. Can God do anything in Davenport, Iowa? I mean, Pleasanton, well, sure, God shows up in Pleasanton. This is California, right? But Davenport, Iowa, or are you from Davenport or something? Iowa, yeah. So I walk into the church. We've never been in the church. I I know nothing about it other than we had met the pastor briefly for about 10 minutes, and she invited us to come to the church Sunday morning and Sunday night. I walk into the church, and I see this woman with her hand raised, except she's got it in a blue sling. I just saw a blue sling, and I saw the woman get healed, the power of the testimony. So at the very end of the meeting, because I had prayed for these two young women to be anointed to heal, and so I, um, I, I, I... Brought her down front, and I said, what is your story? She said, I've had rotator cuff surgery. I am in such pain. Do not touch me. I can't even touch me. And the doctors were saying, uh, we, we don't know how successful that surgery was, and we don't know how successful rehabilitation is going to be. Well, she never went through it. That, that morning, she got healed. She came back that night, no sling. I, I went back to that church about eight months later. She's never had another problem. Power of the testimony. I'm going to skip and go to the next big aha. So I'm going to skip the next picture. The next one we learned painfully. It's about payback. It's Proverbs 6 verses 30 and 31. I've talked about it here at this church before that what we found is that when when the thief is found out, that he must repay seven times over. So it was this situation with my shoulder, for example. I can't move my shoulder, and yet I'm praying for people who have shoulder problems and seeing them get healed. It's payback. What the enemy tried to rob, he's got to repay seven times over. Go ahead and show the first picture, if you would. Yeah, um, there he is. This was, my, I, I cannot move my shoulder. I cannot move my arm. He came to church, and when Carol was taking his testimony with tears streaming down his cheek, he said, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know God, and I didn't think God would do anything for me. Well, the reason he was there is because his wife dragged him there. 
I, I asked his pastor, it was a four-square church, I asked his pastor, I said, well, do you know his wife? He said, yeah, she's here all the time. I said, what about him? He said, well, he's not saved, and we never see him. I don't know God, and I didn't think he would do anything for me. He said, but when you started praying, my arms just went up. The doctors had told me, your mobility is limited. We've done all we can. I'm sorry, you'll never be able to raise your arm again. Somebody forgot to tell Jesus. Two months later, I saw the, two, three months later, I saw the pastor in Reading at uh, Ed, Advance. I said, you know, what about that, that couple, you know, and, and the guy came and everything. Do you, do you ever see him? Yeah, we can't get rid of him. <laughs> and, and when I went back a year later, he came up to me. Now, he kind of looks like an old guy, doesn't he? On my iPad, you, with the pictures much clearer, he, he still looks like an old guy. This guy comes up to me and says, hey, remember me? No, I go a lot of places. I meet a lot of people and I don't. I, 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 I'm sorry, I don't. He said, I'm the guy that's shoulder got healed last year. This is the guy who said, I don't know God. I don't know why I'm here. And he said, I'm getting ready. My wife and I are getting ready to take a team down to Chile, and we're going to pray for the sick. Oh, Come on. Yes. <laughs> Carol fell in February of 2015 and broke her right femur and her right wrist. So show the next picture, please. So that's her holding up her um, uh, flexible cast. A woman comes to the first meeting that Carol did after that, teaching Sozo, and she, for two and a half days... She has to, it's a right hand, she has to hold her arm up like this because if she brings it down, the, the pain, the throbbing was just terrible and she gets totally healed. Carol was on a cane for a while. This man came to our meeting. We, we did a, a, a meeting for senior citizens and, and I, I have to be really honest with you, I'm thinking, yeah, we're going to come pray for all you seniors you know, and get, get the old people taken care of and healed and then I started to realize... <laughs> Uh, you're 71. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This guy has been on a cane since 96. That day, he was in so much pain, barely able to move. He's crying when he comes to the meeting. And they tell me he's never used that cane again. That was, um, that was a year, over a year ago, well over a year ago. Two big ahas. I think you can turn that off. Two big ahas. The power of the testimony. So a lot of times when I'm praying for people, I'll show them pictures. Like if I'm praying for eyes, I'll just show them pictures and I'll tell a story. It increases my faith. Hopefully it increases their faith. And, and the other aha is payback. So like I said today, if, if, if you've got a problem and you can't move your arm, go find somebody who's got an arm problem. And pray for them. Turn what is your failure, your sickness, your infirmity, your disease, whatever. Turn that around and let it be God's victory. I've seen people get healed when they went after other people's problems that were similar to theirs. I've seen them get healed. And I've seen them be used powerfully by God, representing Him, representing Him in His love, getting healed. Amen? Amen. Amen.
I'm close, 836, I'm doing, and you said I could go over. I'm doing good. So if you've got kids, get your kids, bring them back. Maybe they need healing. So, but we want to make sure we take care of the workers who are taking care of our kids. We, we want to bless them. Okay. Um, I want to do some healing if that's okay. And then if you are um, having to go get your kids, um, just ask the person next to you when you come back what the healing is all about because it might be you. Yeah. Um, let me start with this. Uh, just out of curiosity, first of all, I got two words. I thought they were connected. I'm not sure. Um, but if one word means something to you and the other word doesn't, don't discount that. Okay? Praying about these meetings before, I got the word Becky and Cloverdale. I have no idea what it means. If your name is Becky, I would be encouraged to say, okay, maybe God's got something for me. Or if you know somebody named Becky, and it would be really nice if, if, if you don't answer any of these things that you tell Brent later when it, uh, uh, that it comes, that it is really about you or about somebody you know, because it would be very encouraging. I had that happen in Vacaville um, a month ago. I had some very specific words, and the person that it was for wasn't there. They had, they had been sick. They were home throwing up, and I got a chance to pray for her and her boyfriend. Um, so it was nice that they did answer that. So Becky and Cloverdale, and I don't know what that means, so I'm just throwing that out there. Think about it. Um, Bone spurs, particularly in the feet, uh, had to do a lot with stomping. If that's you, would you let me know, wave at me, something. It's bone spurs on the feet. Uh, Also shin splints. I believe that's a problem with some people uh, here. Shin splints. Um, Must be everybody who left. They're the ones who have those words of knowledge. The right knee like just goes weak. These were words I had earlier in the, um, if you would stand up, please. These are, and please stand, if, you, if that's you, stand up. That's what I'd like you to do because we're going to pray, pray for you. Um, the right knee on the inside. This one was the one that I was most, yeah, you don't have to stand up if you don't want to. Yeah, now that you're up. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, the right knee kind of right above here, but on the inside. And I really got that one um, a bunch as I was, particularly as I was walking back here during worship. So if that's you, would you stand up? Um, the left side of the neck, right over here. You can't go to India in pain. We've got to get you healed. Yeah, come on. Um, the left neck on that side, right over there. And the, um, the right arm on the outside. And it has to do with a muscle, and it affects how you move your arm. Okay, there you are, all right? And um, the right heel, I I felt like it was the bottom of the heel to the curved part, okay? So if that's you, stand up. The left eye, there's something uh, like fuzzy. uh, 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 Wow, wow. And there's something about floaters too. So left eye and floaters. Okay, my faith just, boop, yeah. The left leg, it's the back here. It's the part of the, it's the hamstring. So at you back there, okay. And you're already standing for something else, right? Uh, no. Okay, but you were standing already and you're standing. Oh, okay. There you go. And the left shoulder blade. So back here, uh, something about the shoulder blade and it affects how you are able to move or not move your arm. Okay. Okay. 
Yes. Yeah, no, no. What does he have? Bone spurs. Oh, yeah. Can you can you go in? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear any of that, which is probably good. Okay. Okay. So here's what I'd like. Um, if you were in the healing class this afternoon, would you go to one of these people right now? If you are in the middle, come out into the aisle so we can get to you. If you're on the aisle, you can stay right where you are. And I want those who are in the training this afternoon, I want you to go and stand with the person. I don't want you praying, but I want you to go to that person. And I need probably everyone who was in the school this afternoon to go to somebody, to get up and go to somebody. Just go to them quickly. Don't hesitate. Just go, go, go. Nobody's praying yet, but I want you to go and find somebody. If you do not have somebody who has come to you yet, raise your hand. Okay, I need some people right here. Okay, I need somebody way over here, uh, way over here. Okay. I need somebody with this lady right here who's wearing a black sweater. I need somebody who's got their hand way up here. Okay, who else? You, I need a lady right here, real quick. Quick, Somebody needs to move that was in the school this afternoon. Am I run out of people? Okay. Okay, do I have everybody covered or do I need to recruit somebody else? Is, is everybody covered? You've got somebody to pray for you, right? Okay, those of you who now have gone to these people, remember the anointing on you. You went through training this afternoon. God's power is on you. He wants to use you for healing. Okay, those of you who are standing for the healing, if it ends up being like on the foot and stuff and you need to sit down, you can do that, okay? I just wanted to make sure that we got somebody to you. I'm going to give you 10 seconds to tell that person where it hurts. What's wrong? How long have you had that? This is not a life history, and it's not time for Sozo. (laughs) 10 seconds, find out, but nobody's praying yet. Just find out where it hurts. Okay, shh, shh, shh. That, that answer ought to be, it hurts right there. I heard it playing basketball, something like that, okay? It's, it's that quick. You praying, you're asking the Lord how to pray, and you're asking that person what's wrong, okay? So now you know. You're listening with both ears. I want... As, as, as much as possible, that person being prayed for to put their hand where it hurts, okay? Hamstring, because I, I, we want to make sure we touch appropriately. So, for example, uh, in your case, uh, you're allowing them to touch you on the jeans. That, that's okay. 
But, and if you need to sit down, you can because if it's your knee, your foot, hamstring, whatever. But we want to make sure that we touch appropriately. So, for example, um, uh, actually none of these really were too bad or whatever. So I think you can touch appropriately without too much trouble. Put your hand where it hurts if you can. And the person who is praying, put your hand on their hand. I still don't want anybody praying yet. Okay. Okay, so for those of you who are wondering, you see they, they've got that left neck there, so they've got hands on her. He's got his hand on her hand, which is on the eye. Got your hand right here on the shoulder, hand on the shoulder. This is all correct. This is good. Okay. Those of you being prayed for, relax. Don't pray. Don't be Pentecostal. <laughs> Just receive. Close your eyes. Those of you who are praying, keep your eyes open so you can watch what God is doing. And you can protect that person in case they rest in the spirit. I want you to speak loud enough so that they can hear you, but not so loud that you disturb everybody around you. Speak to the condition. This is not a time to be interceding for Pleasanton. That's a good prayer. Or to pray for Brent and Suzanne, who are getting ready to celebrate their anniversary. That's a great prayer, but not right now. Right now, speak to the condition. I command eyes to see, shoulders to be healed, pain to go, hamstring be stretched out, something. I don't know. You're asking the Lord how to pray. Use some common sense. Speak to the condition. And you're only going to have about a minute to a minute and a half. If, you, if there are two people on uh, the, the, the people, only one at a time, and I'm not going to pray, I'm going to allow you to pray. So only one at a time, you tag team. If there's just one of you, then obviously only one praying at a time. That's good, okay? You've got about a minute to pray. Go. Holy Spirit, come, come, come. Holy Spirit, come. We speak. The healing power of Jesus. Shoulders, eyes, neck. More, Lord. You said we could ask for more. You said we could ask for more. Okay, you've got about another 20 seconds. Okay, bless them and wrap up your prayer. Okay, everybody stop praying. Okay, everybody who just got prayed for, I want you to stand up. And I want you to try your body. Move your body. Try something. Do whatever you need to do to see what has happened, if anything. Because a lot of times people get healed 
and they don't know it until they actually move. So if you can say that you just received a measure of healing, I don't care if it's 1% to 100%, I want you to wave and keep on waving. Stand up and wave. Stand up so we can see you. Stand up and wave. Stand up and keep waving. Keep waving. Come on, church. Come on, church. Give them praise. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay. I, I, I know there's some people back here. I know there's Matthew right there. I know there's two women right here. Okay, you're going to India. Tell me what happened. I want real loud. Way less pain. Thank you, Lord. Complete it. And... Wow. Uh, that's illegal. There were some hands back here, but I don't remember who. Uh, don't be shy. Yes, sir. All the floaty things are gone. Come on. Come on. There were some other, other people back here because I saw several hands. Don't be shy. Yes, yes, right here. And now? Oh, yeah. Better than it was. Okay. Um, big guy, just kind of stand behind her and be ready. You're the big guy. I command that neck to come into order. Yeah, don't touch her. Just be close to her. More, Lord, more. Just stretch your hands toward her. Let the power of God touch her right now. From the top of her head to the tips of her toes, I break the power of um, any afflicting spirit. I cancel every assignment of the enemy. I break off trauma right now, right now. Now move your neck. Still, still, okay. Stretch your hands toward her. Relax, relax, relax. There it is, right there. There it is, right there, right there. More, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord. Come here, come here. Command the pain to go. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what's happening, Red. Tell me what's happening. Anything? Okay. All right. So, how long have you had this problem? Just, just today. And you slept wrong. Uh-huh. You think that's what it was? Uh-huh. Okay. Anyway, you're like blaming yourself, or I shouldn't have, or I wouldn't have. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Okay. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I let myself off the hook. I let myself off the hook. It's just like an accident. You didn't mean this? I didn't mean this. Right. And God didn't mean this. And God didn't mean this. I, I forgive myself for holding anger and like some unforgiveness toward myself. I forgive myself for holding anger and 
And I speak healing on my neck right now. And I speak healing on my neck right now. Yeah, more, Lord, more. Now move your neck a little bit. A little bit better, 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 a little bit better. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Bless you. That that unforgiveness thing is really, really big. Okay, I had some other people. Now I don't remember who I was picking on. And I don't remember where I was pointing. If you just got something, right? Yeah, Matthew. Goes right down, right down. So um, I got a measure feeling uh, where I'm not in pain anymore at all. But my left leg um, often will just start feeling numb. Yeah, right. And and then like, you know, it doesn't feel like I have as much strength. And in fact, like, like I can't really feel the couldn't couldn't feel the weight of my leg. And now when I pick up my leg, it actually feels heavy now. So that's actually a good thing. Wow. Are you standing that you want to say something? The woman behind you right there. Okay, wow. Way cool. Somebody over here. I'd like a testimony over here. Uh, don't be shy. This is not the time to be shy because somebody can grab a hold of your testimony. A small measure? That's fine. Uh-huh. It moved up. Oh, wow. Come on, that's a big deal. Yes, again? Okay, I hope. Yeah. Just in the last 10 days, there were concerns I got coma pressure, right. losing peripheral vision, and this left eye. Yeah. And it's not due to diabetes or anything else. They don't understand it. She prayed for me. I really couldn't tell a difference, but then I realized I don't see the floaters that I've seen for after like 30 years. I've wow. Thirty years of floaters, and you're not seeing them. Now, we call that healing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't taken any pictures of y'all. Okay. Um, um, I, I want you to go sit back down. I want to do two more things, and then we'll dismiss, okay? So quickly, quickly, go sit back down. Do you want to go for a little more healing? I mean, because we can all go home now. Okay. Um, For everyone who has a very specific pain... For example, you know exactly where the pain is. Like maybe you have a pain right here about the size of a quarter or here or here or wherever. You know exactly 
where that pain is. It's not like it radiates down your side or, or it extends across the shoulders. It's a very specific pain place. If that's you, stand up, please. Okay. You don't have to stand up. Okay. Can everybody who is standing, can you get to that place that hurts, that has pain? So I guess if it was right on the back, it would be hard to get to, but... If it's your foot, you could sit down, or if it's your shoulder. Can you all get to that place, right? Okay, I'm going to do something. I've never, done this. I've never done this before this way. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to imagine that you have an arrow sticking out of that place of pain. And I want you, so for example, if your pain was here in your shoulder, all right, I want you to grab a hold of it like you're holding on to the shaft of an arrow that's sticking out. And I'm, when I tell you, I'm going to have you pull it out when I say now. So can everybody do that? Are you at a place, the pain in your body that you can get to? So in other words, imagine that an arrow is sticking out, and so you're going to be able to grab a hold of the shaft of it and pull it out. Does that make sense? Okay. So you're not grabbing onto the shaft. You would, there, like that, more like that. That's good. And like that, exactly. And you're doing good, and I'm assuming you're doing good, and you're going to, out of your wrist or something, or finger? Yeah, right there. Okay. Okay. I want you to relax. Close your eyes. Never done it this way before. Yeah, why not? Oh, God. Sure, be nice if you'd honor this one. <laughs> Lord, we thank you that you you just delight to play with us and give us new ways of doing things. We know that there's something about this arrow thing. It's like an afflicting spirit. It it, it it's it's poetic language in Ephesians six to put on the the breastplate of righteousness to quench the fiery darts of the enemy, and we, we thought that's what that was, was just poetic language, and then we found out there, there actually are things like that, and that when we pull them out, many times that's when the pain leaves. So we speak with the authority and the name of Jesus Christ, who paid everything on the cross for our healing. We break the power of every afflicting spirit, canceling every assignment of the enemy, and in the name of Jesus and because of what he did with his, uh, on the cross and his death and resurrection, we pull out the flaming arrows now. Okay. How many of you would say you just pulled out an arrow and now you've got a little bit of pain localized right there? Put your hand over it. Lord, where there, was now, where there now is a wound, where the arrow was, we speak healing and wholeness to that. We, we speak like a cauterization of the soft tissue. We speak blessing on that, and we command every bit of the pain to go in the name of Jesus. Let me have your attention. Moved. Check your body. How many of you would say something happened right then when I pulled it out? The lady in red, the lady in red. The guy in green, the lady back here with the glasses, uh, 
lady in red sitting. Who else? And who else? Anybody else? Tell me what happened, red. Wow. So was it that like it was it was a problem even gripping something to like a cup of coffee or something? Wow, that's a it would shake. Wow. How long has that been going on? A few months. Wow. Well good, let's just stop that. And tell me what's happening with you. Um I had a pain right back here, like maybe kidneys. Uh, yeah. Okay. Kidneys, okay. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Cool. We'll go with that. Yeah. Kind of sore. Yeah. Okay. Lay hands on him where it hurts, and just pray that soreness out. The lady right here said, "What's going on?" Yeah. It dissipated, meaning it's gone. Wow, come on. Oh, we, um, you called out bone spurs, and one of our overseers, he's home tonight because his bone spurs were really killing him. And he, and so we just did the arrow thing, and he said, oh, we, I've been texting him, sorry. And um, I said, I, um, he pulled out. He felt like it. He did the whole arrow thing. Felt like a stronghold was there when I, when I, uh, when I went to pull them out. And now he's texting us, tell me how he's feeling. Okay. Wow. Come on. Over the phone. Yeah. Yes. So anyway. Over the phone. You see the the electronic airwaves are like Paul's handkerchiefs from the Bible. Yeah. Oh, you too. Oh, yeah. Uh, her, I know. <clears throat> I don't know you, but you're every bit as bad. Every, and you two should never sit near each other. Ever. Or always. Or always. One of the, I don't know. It always seemed to cause problems. Well, I would put my wife next to Dano and this chaos. Okay. Let me finish with one more thing. How many of you have some sort of shoulder problem, pain up here in the shoulders? Um, if that's you, stand up. Stand up. Let me see how many I'm dealing with. Okay. How many of you still have, uh, you have pain in your elbow, your arm, your fingers, your wrist? If you want to get in on this prayer, stand up. Oh, he sent, it's good. He says, there's no pain in either foot now, but physically it's the same size. So there, so yeah. So yes, there's no pain in his foot right now. Yes. What do you mean they're the same size? The bone spurs. The bone spurs that are gone? No, they're still the same. Yeah. Still there. Yeah. The pain's gone. Yeah. That's, we call that healing. Okay. Uh, Fingers, maybe the fingers don't open and shut perfectly. The wrist, 
uh, elbow, shoulder, across the shoulders, anywhere. If, if you want to get in on this, okay, close your eyes, relax. This is, this is just my favorite because I had the shoulder problem, and we're doing the payback. Okay, those of you sitting around these people, stretch your hands toward them. And if you feel so led, oh, if you feel so led, go lay hands on them. Holy Spirit, come. The fire of God. The fire of God. The fire of God. We break every power, every assignment of the enemy. We speak healing and wholeness. In the name of Jesus, we command shoulder pain to go in the name of Jesus. I bless the shoulder, muscles, ligaments, tendons, soft tissue. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, more, Lord, more, more. Increase it, Lord, increase it. Increase the fire all over this room. Increase the power in the name of Jesus. Let the name of Jesus be held in high esteem, receiving all honor and glory. We command every bit of healing in the palms, the fingers, the joints, the wrist, in the name of Jesus. More, Lord. We say increase, 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 increase. Increase, increase. Hmm. Lord, this young man's shirt, sweater, things, too colorful for him to be feeling pain. Rotator cuff, come into order. Okay, shh, okay, shh, shh, okay, shh, shh, shh. How many of you would say you're 80 to 100% better? Come here, come here, come here. 80 to 100% better. Oh, okay, well, I'll come to you. Okay. Uh, Russ, just to, well, I'm not sure you're the one. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, okay. Tell, tell us what happened. 
This is where I hit the space bar on the keyboard, and it really hurts here. It's going to hurt a couple of years. And I have no pain. A couple of years? Yeah. Are you drunk? I'm drunk now. I'm drunk now. Take another drink. Oh. <laughs> Go get her, You didn't come up here. Okay, bless you. Yeah. All right. Okay, tell me what happened. Three years ago, I had shoulder surgery for 90% rotator cuff. And after the surgery, he had said I was going to have to have another one, and I refused to have another one. So I've been in, I've had therapy, but I've been in pain. And it's been slowly better. But tonight I came, and I had all the same things you were saying. And I'm like, That's what we want. Yeah. So good. So good. Is that a thumb that works? Um, it didn't used to, but um, <laughs> I, w- I wasn't even able to hold a pen or a fork. So um, it's, it's working today. Could, could you not squeeze like that before? Wow. Wow, squeeze me. Ow. <laughs> okay. yeah. And my shoulder that was hurting this afternoon after you, we prayed for it, right. and it actually was hurting more. Yeah. And during just now, the shoulder pain is gone. Shoulder yeah. pain's gone. <laughs> Do you have something? Or you, okay, oh, okay. Come tell me. Yeah, I just I, I was holding this off for a little bit just to make sure, but. Um, when, when, when you prayed earlier for us um, about um, a specific spot of pain, uh, I stood up because um, for, it, it sounds exactly like Julie back there. So a few months, there's been pain in my hand and fingers. I haven't been sure if it's arthritis or carpal tunnel or what, but um, it's just been getting really bad, and today especially. So I had the prayer team pray for me before worship tonight, but to play the piano just hurts so bad. But it's been this way of typing everything. And um, so I pulled the arrow, and I didn't feel anything. But after Julie told her testimony, then I'm, I'm not kidding. I just, I was like, wait, 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 wait. So <laughs> power of the testimony. Um. Can we stand and celebrate? Yeah. Yes! Come on, Jesus! Come on! Thank you, Lord! Thank you, Lord! Thank you, Lord! Thank you, Lord! Come on, thank you, Lord! It's too hard to bring it up. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. Thank you, church, for allowing me to come and, and talk to y'all and get some stuff off my chest and feel better. I've had a really great weekend. 
just good being with them. I do covet your prayers for when I go home and all that I deal with. And, you know, it's called life. And I do appreciate your hanging with me and standing with me. Um, Carol and I loved this church. We love your pastors and so many of you that were friends and close to us. And um, I thank you. I thank you. Giving praise. Yay.